Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Welcome back to another episode of Audio Shelf. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And scene. Great. Everyone's like, if they're new to this show, they say, oh my God, do they start every episode like that? No. And we're like, no. <laughs> no, we, we do not. We don't. But sometimes we do. So today's episode is another Audio Shelf Talks where we are talking about books that had twists or surprises or different things throughout the books that surprise us the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a list of about four, maybe five books that each of us picked on our own. Yeah. None of neither of us know which one is the other is going to pick. So right. that's kind yeah. of exciting. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a real life discussion about what books surprised us. Yeah. And we tried to pick books that we don't talk about often. So you won't hear about The Wicked Deep. Maybe you will on your list. But on my list, I don't have The Wicked Deep for once. Mm -hmm. and or then, Truly Madly Guilty. Truly Madly Guilty. <laughs> or Gone Girl. Or um, Bloodleaf, maybe. Yeah, Bloodleaf. That's a popular one <laughs> that we also like to talk about a lot. Because I told Brittany not to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Brad is stifling my voice. Shame. 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 So let's start. Can I go first? You want me to start first? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so the first book that I wanted to talk about was this book called The Bells by Donielle Clayton. Okay. And basically it is a story. It's kind of like a dystopian slash fantasy where um, – this character, Camelia Beauregard, she is a bell, and a bell in this world is someone that can change people's um, appearances to make them beautiful. Okay. And this world is really reliant on these bells to make their individuals in their in their community beautiful. Hmm. Um, and so the point of the first book is Camelia Camilla is fighting with her other sisters to be the favorite. So the queen's favorite so that they will live in this big mansion or castle and kind of be the queen's kind of personal bell to make other people beautiful. Okay. So it's a very good book. Um, I really loved it. And what surprised me the most in the story was the twist. And obviously this is like spoilers. Right? Yeah. Because we're not really reviewing books. Yeah. And this is an audio shop talk. So spoilers beware you're so, in for a scare you're in for a scare so in this book there's an evil princess her name is Sophia and the surprise for me was she was actually responsible for putting her older sister uh, Charlotte into a coma and poisoning her in order to be the next queen because what? in this world is it was a matriarchy so once the, the the queen died, Sophia wanted to reign and she wanted okay. to be responsible for all the bells and because she was in, she was fascinated with beauty. And so what surprised me the most was I like throughout the whole book, you knew that Charlotte was in a coma. The queen really wanted Camilla to resurrect Charlotte by injecting beauty into into her. And in the end, you find out that it might have not be possible because Sophia was poisoning her. And that was just like the oh biggest twist. I was so surprised. Is it a series? It is a series. I just read, I just finished the second one. 
um, called the Everlasting Rose. And that was, it was, I would probably give it a, a three out of five. I gave this one a four out of five, but this was like, that was a three out of five because it took a while to get to the point, but the ending was really good. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a really good series. And the twist for me, when we found out Sophia poisoned her own sister, that was really, really epic for me. Shocking. Yes. Oh, that sounds really cool. So it still sounds good. like a good book, even knowing the twist. Like it's just still sounds like mm-hmm. a really good book to listen to or read. And it was awesome because Danielle Clayton, she's an African American author, and it was the book kind of promoted this, you know, women of color because all the bells were women of color. Oh, interesting. Um, and you know, because it, it was the ugly people in the story, not the ugly, but like the people that weren't blessed by the bells. They were gray. They were all like dark gray and mm-hmm. had red eyes, and that's how mm-hmm. they. That's. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Horribly scary. Yeah. And so it was awesome that this, you know, African-American author was kind of telling the story about what society thinks of beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I just, it was a really good book. Mm, that sounds really good. I yeah. kind of want to read it. Yes. So my first book is Beljar by Meg Walter. Ooh, that's a good one. So in that book, you have your main character and she is telling the story of how she had fallen in love and then her boyfriend had died and she was suffering from the depression from that happening Mm -hmm. and she wasn't sure how she was going to go on with life and so she gets put into a private boarding school for teens that have um had have gone through trauma Mm. and she goes to a class and she gets this journal where you can write in it and you enter into what you write so like you kind of like re-experience things and it's it's dealing with your trauma in a healthy way and basically journaling which is very popular now Mm -hmm. and you face what you have been kind of blocking Mm. a little bit so in our main character's case her name is jam yes like like jelly and jam Ooh, makes me want a peanut butter and jam sandwich Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so in jam's case she is writing about the loss of her boyfriend and at the end you find out that jam has actually been lying to us and mentally blocking out the fact that her boyfriend quote-unquote reeve is not actually her boyfriend but a foreign exchange student who did not really interact with her at all but she fell in love with him became obsessed with him and had a mental breakdown over the fact that he was returning home and did not return her affections at Mm. all Mm. And so having that, believing that her boyfriend is dead the entire time is the twist that I would say took me the most by surprise because I was reading this book thinking that it was a trauma book, that this girl was dealing with something. And then to just have it turn out that, yeah, she was dealing with trauma, but it was in this way where she made him be dead, that Mm. he wasn't actually dead. She just imagined him. To be dead because he did not return her affections. Yes. And I did not see any of that coming. And there was a second twist in there about someone's little brother that I also didn't see coming. It was just, it was a very twisty, unexpected book that I enjoyed greatly. And Mm. I think that was like one of my first audiobooks that I had listened to. Yeah. Because it was on my personal account before we had audio shelf account. Yes, I remember it was. Mm-hmm. That's a good. I always I I remember that book fondly. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really enjoyed that one. I remember you not liking it that much, though. 
But I remember I, I enjoyed our conversation on it. Oh, okay. Because I loved Georgina Marie. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the narrator. Yes. But then I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a note that we have on the books that each other review and reference to each other often. Yes. Is that we just didn't get it. We just didn't get it. Uh, good choice. Good choice. What's your second book? So my second one is Openly Straight mm. by Bill Konigsberg. And this book is about this boy who is, his name is Rafe. And he basically goes off to like an all boys school and he's openly out, like he's openly gay, he's out to his family, very supportive, but he goes to this school and he wants to be, put himself back into the closet and not be the quote unquote gay person at the school or the gay kid. And so he goes back in the closet and he acts straight. You know, in general, this book surprised me because it was interesting seeing a story about a gay boy who had to live a straight life because he chose to. Yeah. And he didn't want to be known as the gay kid. And so it was interesting to hear that perspective. Um, The twist came when he fell in love with another boy at the boarding school. And the boy ended up being bisexual. Oh. So, yeah. So the surprise was, like, him being bisexual. And I didn't... I've never seen a book, a young adult, especially an LGBT Q plus book that promoted this idea of first of all let me be straight second of all let me date a bisexual guy Mm -hmm. and then the follow-up was openly Ben or I'm sorry honestly Ben and that book was about does he love Rafe or does he love this girl oh so I really you don't see I think at a time you didn't see a lot of bisexual books you don't see a lot of bisexual Mm -hmm. books and it's interesting because bisexuality is such a like normal part of the world Mm -hmm. i feel like more people are bisexual just in general in general even if they don't want to admit it to Mm -hmm. themselves and the bisexuality is a is a is taboo in the lgbtq plus community yeah like especially a lot of gays and lesbians are like no you're not bi you're just gay or lesbian like no there is a difference someone can be sexually attracted to two different sexes and i truly believe that yeah isn't so. it crazy that if somebody, if some straight person was like, no, you're not gay or lesbian, mm-hmm. you're just confused. Exactly. Then that would be wrong. It would be wrong. Wrong. So it's wrong to accuse bisexual people of not being truly bisexual. Exactly. So, yeah, I was very surprised by that. Not so much twist, mm-hmm. but it was more so the storyline yeah. at the time because I have never really seen it. And and I left the book being like, oh, wow, I'm really satisfied with that different type of novel that I thought this was, it was going to be. Yeah. I, I, or I didn't know it was going to be this t- type of novel, and it was, and it was awesome. It left you satisfied. Yes. So what's your third one? Well, second one? Yeah, don't rush me. What's your second one? My second one is The Paper Magician by Charlie Holmberg. Because I didn't see it being so bad. (laughs) Damn, girl. I honestly did not see her falling for the teacher in a romantic capacity whatsoever. And when I did, it really let me down because I feel like that was just a romance to tack on a romance to a book that yeah. did not need romance. I do remember that. I we did not so... need to go through the chambers of the heart of of this thing with magic 
And mm-hmm. the magic just, system could have been a, a book on itself. The magic system was amazing. Why, Why ruin it with oh romance? My God, it was completely trashed. It, mm. it just it rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Oh yeah, this book is about magic. It is uh, the paper magician. So there are different schools of magic, and our main character is uh, chosen to be in the paper school part mm-hmm. of of the the magic and she gets assigned a paper magician and sure enough the person that is her paper magician mentor she falls in love with and blah 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 and it's just your same old thing over and over and over again that we had a lot of in the early 10s kind of books yeah definitely cuz romance for all mm. even when it's not necessary anyway that's, that's a good one yeah, what's your third? So my third is Everything Everything Ooh. by Nicola Yoon Ooh. or Nicola Yoon. And I really, really liked this book. Basically, it was about this young girl. She was 17 years old and she had this disease that was very rare mm-hmm. or is very rare and it's very... um famous as well it's like a famous like bubble girl disease oh she's like like john travolta and bubble boy correct so she was like the bubble girl and basically she could not leave her room Mm -hmm. and she ends up looking out the window and seeing this new boy ollie move in across the street and she's like damn he's hot (laughs) and she ends up falling in love with him that voice and everything (laughs) but the twist came at the very end when you found out Oh, my God. This was so good. Oh, my God. What did we find out? What did we find out? So not only is she not a bubble girl. (gasps) Shut the front door with your French toast and your plates. Yes. Her mother basically told her that she had this disease to keep her in the house. Munchausen by proxy? It was basically a a (gasps) sense of Munchausen's. However, it wasn't identified as Munchausen's. It was she was just a while ago. Um. The, the main character's sister mm-hmm. um, and her father, or I don't know, I forgot it was a sister or brother, I can't remember, but the younger sibling died and along in a car crash with their father, which is the the little girl's mother's husband. So, yes. um, yeah, I was trying to like <laughs> make that sense. So the 17-year-old girl, um, she, her, hus- her father died in this car accident with the youngest sibling. And so the mother was trying to protect the character oh, by clipping um, her wings and telling her she was a bubble girl basically oh my god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean at one at one point you like want to communicate with her because yeah. it's your mother and she tried to protect you but then at the same time she also kept you inside because she was afraid yes she was afraid of you living exactly and so i was just like this was a, one of those reads where i was like oh this is a cute novel i wonder you know it, What's going to happen? How yeah. are they going to make this? You're focused on how are they going to make this relationship work when in the end the twist came and you were like, holy crap, I was just lied to mm-hmm. where we were just lied to by the mother. Yeah. And but it left us. The only thing I did not like is it left us with a lot of unanswered questions. Like, yeah. you know, are we ever are we going to let this mother get all, get away with this? Like she basically kind of trapped her daughter for mm-hmm. years in her room. Are we going to forgive her? Like the main no. character, the, she didn't really forgive her. 
uh, or, or I'm sorry, she didn't really like say like, you know, I'm still mad at her. She just kind of like forgave her and it went away. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm worried about the girl's real health uh, health issues because she doesn't probably have an immune system anymore. Right. So no. those things weren't, weren't really discussed. And I was kind of like, oh, that was a disservice for the for the novel. But um, I really loved the book and the twist just came at me like, holy crap, the mother was caught, like forced her to be in this room forever. That's insane. Just because she was scared of losing another oh, child. God, yeah. Which I mean, I guess it happens. Yeah. But then, like at the same time, you need to let your children experience life. Exactly. Whew. So my third book. Mm. Now I'm at three. Yes. Is Pax by Sarah Pennypacker. Oh, I love Pax. I love Pax so much. It was such a cute book. What I did not see coming in this book is that the boy actually does end up letting Pax go. Yeah. He does come to terms with the fact that his his fox is a wild animal and that he should be free to wander with other foxes in the groves of foxes. Mm. And so I think it it was a twist for me because the way that the story was handled, the boy is searching for Pax. Like he goes out searching where his dad left Pax originally. And so the boy has this journey and kind of this coming of age story while this war is ongoing to find his fox. And you figure out at the end that that's kind of where the boy comes to term with the fact that he doesn't need the fox for his strength. The fox needs to be allowed to live in the wild with other foxes and grow up as a fox. Mm. And it's just, it's a simple twist. It's, it's not anything like that's, shocking Mm -hmm. but it was just a sweet and tender moment kind of twist that i still was like no just take the fox with you Mm -hmm. i want you to see the fox like all the time raise it as your dog even though it's not a dog because foxes are cute i love foxes i know that they're really fox eye yeah fox eye are so cute and they're kind of like breeding them in order to be domesticated animals and it just kind of feels wrong Ugh. I don't like that. Yeah, even though I seriously wanted this boy to keep packs. That's weird. Yeah. So that was a good option. Yeah. For it, to talk about. It was a simple, a simple twist. It wasn't anything dramatic, like our characters completely were different species or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just just a very simple twist hmm. that took me by surprise and made me cry. I love a good book that makes you cry. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, this my fourth and final book. Mm-hmm. That makes me cry is Me Before You by Jojo Moyes. Oh. So I love this book. It's basically about this young 20-something-year-old girl who needs to find a job. And she ends up finding a job to take care of a quadriplegic young man. Yeah. And throughout the book, you kind of realize, like, oh, my God, they're falling in love the the movie adaptation was probably one of the best movie adaptations I've ever seen of a book. Really, um, it was just so to the like to the point. Such a good book, um, such a good movie. So the reason why it got me off guard was at the end. You're expecting these two to kind of fall in love, and throughout the throughout the book, the character Will has plans to basically kill himself. And end his life the way he wants it to end. Because he says, this is not a life for me. 
I can't keep going like this. I literally have no feeling in my body except for my face. Mm -hmm. So I can't do this. And throughout the book, you're really rooting for um, Louisa Clark, who is the main character. You're really rooting for her to change his mind. Mm -hmm. Make him see that love can make you want to live. And at the end, when Will dies, like his plan wanted, he wanted his plan to be, and you find out, wow, Louisa couldn't make it happen. That really got me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, darn, like maybe, maybe love doesn't conquer mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And it was just really depressing, but also it was shocking because I didn't, like, you knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He was like, Will was like, this is going to happen, whether you like it or not. Yeah. I love you, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, And it happened and you're still like, you were still blown away. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a shock within a shock. Oh, that's interesting. So good. Ooh. Um, now, the follow-ups, I, I mean, I liked, I enjoyed. Yeah. But they weren't as good as Me Before You. And I, I remember you having some complaints about them. Yeah. That I, don't, I don't understand why that needed a sequel. Uh, it's the same thing with, like, If I Stay. I don't yeah. I don't know. Like, I wanted a sequel to it, but I kind of would have preferred it be a sequel within mm-hmm. the book, almost. And, and after you came out, like, when the movie was coming out. Yeah. So it's like this book was obviously in the works. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so those are my four twists. They they have they might not be like super suspenseful twists, but there were still books that made me surprised and mm-hmm. content with at the end. Yeah. So my fourth one is one that Brad is going to disagree with because he's a lunatic. It's New Moon. <laughs> By Stephanie Meyer. Oh my goodness. So what I didn't see about this book happening, and it's not positive, is that I didn't see the fact that Bella was going to be so codependent on Edward that we're going to get it as a reader in the form of empty pages that just list out the months. So this is more of a twist with the actual physical novel rather than a character but I didn't see that dummy being <laughs> so poor in handling the structure of a novel. That dummy. <laughs> that she would literally tick up a page count by putting in blank mother effing pages. You know, that says money, though. That says money. Because it, it, it costs money for every page you have in a book. It does, but... Do you think she was really paying for those pages going into a book when all of the screaming tweens were that's what I'm saying. freaking out? That's what I'm saying. That 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 says you got some money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because yeah. the message in Twilight, we all know what the message is. We all know. We all know. There was no reason being Team Jacob. At least Fifty Shades of Grey were like... You know, they were just like, or A.L. James. At uh-huh. least she was just like, I'm going to write this book like it was intended. Yeah. Sexual predators. Yes. <laughs> Sexual predators all over the place. Mm. Not this BS of a story with a codependent teenager. Come on. Mm. Come mm. on. Mm. I think that was the twist. Like, I, I expected there to be a strong female character. Yeah. And then there ended up not being one mm-hmm. at all. Yep. So that's my fourth and final pick. That's your fourth one. Yep. (laughs) Each of these twists were impactful in their own important way. Some made it so that we didn't continue on reading a a series and some 
made it to where we wanted more from a series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with that said, if you want any of these books for free and you like audiobooks, go to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial. Mm-hmm. And if you want to stay up to date with all that we are releasing, if you want to give your two cents about books that you have read that had twists you didn't see coming or twists that you didn't really necessarily love or that you just kind of didn't think needed to be there, reach out to us on our social medias. We are on Twitter at AudioShelfMe, on Facebook at AudioShelf, and on Instagram at AudioShelf underscore podcast. We also release new booktube episodes every Wednesday, and we have a Patreon. You can find it by Googling AudioShelf Patreon if you want to support our show monetarily. So until next AudioShelf Talks, bye. bye. This has been AudioShelf, where we release new podcast episodes every Monday and Thursday and YouTube reviews every Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. It's always interesting how you have to backwash with a straw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you can see it happening. Yeah. You can't stop it. You can't. <laughs> oh. oh, I see it lighting up. What does clip mean on here? I don't know. And everything. Oh, clip happens if I make a weird noise. <laughs> clip happens if I mean. Drift <laughs> you. Yeah, it does. I think it means I went too loud. Because everything's like green right now. And then all of a sudden I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) Do yours. Yep. That's it. Yep. Leave. Get out. Right now. It's the end of you and me. It's too late. I can't wait for you to be gone. I know. Oh, yeah, it's about you. It might be about her. Just waste of time, you know. That's beautiful.